0: New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash snapped or text SNAP to 500 500. That's audible.com slash snapped or text SNAP to 500 500. Michelle Pyatt was
1: an attractive mother of four living in the suburbs.
2: Michelle was absolutely stunning,
3: beautiful uh, young lady. She was always uh, everybody's center of attention. She
1: and her husband Nathan had been together nearly 12 years, traveling the country for his
4: military career.
5: She loved him, you know, with all her heart. Everyone would say that they thought Michelle
4: and Nathan had a perfect marriage. But their perfect
6: suburban life ended in a deadly ambush. As Soon as his garage door opened, these shots are
2: fired. An Air Force sergeant gunned down in front of his house made big news for Las Vegas.
1: The investigation would reveal that this seemingly average family was mixed up
6: with some scary characters.
2: She happens to be a a former porn star.
6: He is a multiple time felon. He was a hardened criminal.
2: They were going to commit an armed robbery of a heroin dealer.
6: And that left the investigators
1: wondering, had Michelle simply been caught in the middle?
2: She didn't know this
3: was going to happen.
6: Or was she really behind it all? This girl knew exactly what she was doing. She ended that text message with an LOL.
1: Like any night, the Las Vegas Strip was packed with tourists, partiers, and gamblers on the evening of December 1st, 2010. But for most of this sprawling metropolis of more than a million, it was a quiet Wednesday night, the same as in any American suburb.
2: When people hear about living in Las Vegas, just think, oh, you live in a high-rise uh, hotel, casino? Well, that's not really the case. Las Vegas in, uh, is no different than any city. We have neighborhoods, parks, uh, schools.
1: And one of those neighborhoods was the peaceful planned community of Mountain's Edge at Sterling Ridge.
6: It was very far removed from the Las Vegas Strip.
1: Which made what was about to happen even more frightening. At around 11.30 that night, a homeowner in this safe
6: suburban community made a frantic call to Clark County 911. She was nothing short of hysterical. She was hyperventilating.
1: (laughs) The caller, 29-year-old Michelle Payette, told the 911 operator that a few minutes earlier, Her husband had gone into the garage, preparing to leave for a late-night duty shift at nearby Nellis Air Force Base.
5: She said she heard the garage door open, and she said all she heard was shots.
1: Terrified, Michelle hurried toward the garage, but just as she reached the door, it opened, and Michelle
6: screamed in horror. Her husband stumbled into the house covered in blood.
3: He just collapses right by the stairs
6: her 911 call is absolutely chilling you can hear her four children crying in the background the las vegas metro
1: police were on the scene within minutes inside the house they found 28 year old nathan pyatt collapsed on the floor in a pool of blood
3: he
2: was shot multiple times he was bleeding to death
1: an ambulance rushed the father of four to a local hospital He was still alive when they transported him. But even as doctors rushed to save Nathan, the investigators were left with a mystery. Why had the father of four been shot in his own garage? Was he the victim of a random crime? Or would the investigation reveal that there were disturbing secrets lurking within what appeared to be an average all-American home? Born in 1981, Michelle Chaco's story began a world away from the Nevada desert in the middle of the vast Pacific.
4: Michelle was born on the island of Guam, which is a very small island.
5: It's a U.S. territory, so you know we are U.S. citizens.
4: There is an American military base there. There are a lot of American service people, but otherwise they're all islanders. It was a
1: happy childhood growing up in a tropical paradise, surrounded by a large and
3: supportive family. She was always uh, everybody's center of attention because she always had a like a big, bright smile. Although when she was 15,
1: tragedy struck. Michelle's mother became so seriously ill that she
4: was flown to the mainland for treatment. They had to take her over to California and she never saw her again. Unfortunately, she died at a young age.
3: When we lost our mother, um, you know, it was hard. I assumed the role to take care of my brother and my sisters and Michelle was always like my right hand.
1: Although Michelle also managed to make time for a busy social life.
3: She was always like Miss Popularity.
1: And she was especially popular with the boys.
2: Michelle was absolutely stunning, beautiful young lady. If you uh, think of an island girl, a beautiful island girl, she fits the profile.
1: And one of the first boys to notice the blossoming island beauty was a classmate named Nathan Payette. Nate to his friends, Nathan was just a few months younger than Michelle, and
3: also a Guam native. Everybody loved Nate. He was dear to everybody, just typical island guy.
5: Boogie boarding was his thing. So like, let's say after he was done with work, he wanted to go out to the beach, you know, catch a couple waves.
3: Although after he
1: met Michelle in high school, she immediately became his main interest.
2: He was absolutely floored by how beautiful she was, and he was just um, head over heels in love with her.
1: Michelle found plenty to like about Nate, too. He was outgoing. He always wanted to do a lot of things. He was a great person. Soon, the two
4: teenagers started dating. They were everyone's ideal couple. And Nate
1: hoped that would be true after graduation, too. He proposed, and Michelle said yes.
5: She loved him, you know, with all her heart.
1: But the young couple would have to save up for a wedding nate got a job at a hotel on the island and michelle gave birth to their first child a son
3: they ended up moving in with his mother and he was just working at the hotel minimum wage you know not enough money and they're starting their family
1: so in 2002 when he was 20 nate joined the air force
5: he wanted to better his career his you know um provide for his family
1: Although, upon
6: enlisting, the service took the young family far from their island home. She kind of followed Nathan from Guam um, to Anchorage, Alaska, where they lived for about four years.
3: It was a transition. Everything was just new, new to them. In
1: 2006, after the birth of their second child, Michelle and Nate finally married. And after a short time in Tucson, Arizona, the Air Force promoted Nate in 2007, and assigned him to Nellis Air Force Base near Las Vegas.
2: He was a staff sergeant and he was assigned to be a logistics officer for an F-15 squadron. This guy was responsible for parts that small but costing millions of dollars.
5: And he was very good at it.
1: Even as he excelled at his military career, family came first for both Nate and Michelle.
3: That's the way we were raised. You know, your kids first, then your spouse, and then take care of yourself.
1: And by 2009, they'd had two more, in addition to the son born in Guam and the daughter born in Alaska.
4: They had four children in a very short amount of time.
1: Supporting a family of six on a military paycheck was tough, but Nate managed to save a little money.
2: At times, he would have to take a, a second job because he always wanted to provide for Michelle and his family as best as he could.
1: And in August of 2009, he'd saved up enough to surprise Michelle with a brand new home, in mountain's edge
3: he chose this house on his own and did everything my sister had no idea
1: and after years of living on military bases she was thrilled with nate's surprise
2: it was a beautiful single-family residence a two-story home with with approximately 2,400 square feet
1: it was perfect for the young family even if nate wouldn't always be there to enjoy it soon after moving in he volunteered for an overseas assignment
3: he wanted to, you know, make his enlistment be something, you know, for his family and his kids to be proud of.
1: And in June of 2009, he shipped out for Iraq.
3: And My sister, at one point, she was like, what if something happens? You know, she was crying.
1: And worrying about her husband's safety wasn't the only challenge 27-year-old Michelle faced while he was
4: deployed. Her children were all young, so she was tasked with raising the children and providing for them and keeping the home and everything.
1: However, just like her family struggle after her mother's untimely death, Michelle managed, thanks to the extra combat pay Nate was sending home, plus the income from her new part-time job.
2: Michelle Payette was working at the time at EIN, which was a telemarketing uh, company here in Las Vegas.
1: And within six months, Nate was home.
3: He came, I think, before Christmas, before his daughter's birthday.
1: Once reunited with his family, Nate settled back into life as a suburban dad, while Michelle kept her part-time job and started making plans for a new career.
2: Michelle was actually attending a beautician school while also working uh, a job for a telemarketing service.
1: And by 2010, the couple had been together for 12 years and appeared to be as in love as ever.
3: Michelle and Nate had a good family and a good marriage, good communication.
7: They were happy together. They would always compliment each other anywhere. Oh, my wife is such a a beautiful lady and she's just so caring with my kids and she would return the favor. Oh, I'll have the best husband in the world. They're a perfect match for each other.
1: But on the first day of December, less than a year after Nate came home from Iraq, the couple's happy life would come to a sudden and violent end. Coming up... The investigators struggled to make sense of the shooting.
2: Air Force members who lead normal lives don't just randomly get shot.
4: Everyone would say that they thought Michelle and Nathan had a perfect marriage, but
1: was there a dangerous secret in Michelle and Nathan's fairy tale marriage?
2: The police started asking if she had any affairs or any yeah, love interests.
1: at 11.30 on the night of December 1st, 2010. Michelle Pyatt called 911 and reported that her husband had just been shot in their suburban home outside Las Vegas, Nevada.
5: She said she heard the garage door open and she said all she heard was shots.
1: Las Vegas Metro police were on the scene within minutes, only to find Michelle clinging to her stricken husband.
6: Michelle is absolutely hysterical, crying, screaming and apparently administering some sort of help to her husband.
1: EMTs rushed 28-year-old Nathan
3: Payet to the nearest hospital. He was still alive when they transferred him, but he didn't make it.
2: Nathan was shot multiple times, and one of those gunshot wounds ended up severing his carotid artery. There was no way to save Nathan uh, at that point.
1: But why would anyone want to murder the father of four? an active duty airman at Nellis Air Force Base.
2: Air Force members who lead normal lives, who live in a normal uh, neighborhood, raising a family, don't just randomly get shot.
1: At the scene, Michelle told the police it had been an ordinary night. At a little after 11 o'clock, she had been getting ready for bed while her husband got dressed.
2: His normal hours were uh, set to start around 11.30 at night, and then he would work the graveyard uh, hours all the way uh, till about 7.30 in the morning.
1: Although according to Michelle, Nate had been running late that evening.
2: He kind of overslept, so he was rushing.
1: So far behind, in fact, that while getting dressed, he'd called a
3: co-worker to cover for him. Everybody always had you know, their back. They always looked out for each other. That was his camaraderie at work.
1: And then according to Michelle, Nate had hurried out to the garage.
6: Nathan Payette had a very distinct pattern that he would go through when he would leave at night. He would open the garage door and then he would go and he would sit down on a workout bench and put his shoes on.
1: Michelle said that was when she'd heard the shots.
3: She says she heard like two and then she runs down.
6: And when she got to the garage door, She's shocked and surprised by her husband coming into the house and collapsing, covered in blood.
2: He had enough strength to make it into the house, but he collapsed at the entrance into the living room.
1: The evidence at the scene appeared to confirm Michelle's account of the tragedy. He left a pool of blood right underneath that workout bench. But that still didn't solve the biggest mystery surrounding Nate's death.
2: Why? It's not normal for a decent, honest, law-abiding citizen to just get gunned down in his garage as he's going to work. Just doesn't happen.
1: And it especially didn't happen in Suburban Mountain's Edge, miles from Sin City's infamous strip.
6: It wasn't an area where you would have a high amount of traffic, where there would be transients, where this would be maybe a random attack or a random robbery gone wrong which led the
1: investigators to conclude that the killer had targeted Nate specifically.
6: He was clearly ambushed. As soon as his garage door opened, these shots are fired.
1: However, the fact that the Payette's garage door had apparently been opened did raise the possibility that one of the family's neighbors had witnessed the shooting. So, hoping for a
6: lucky break, the investigators fanned out and started knocking on doors. No one had seen what actually occurred inside the garage of the Payette home.
1: Two neighbors had seen something else, though. They told the police that when the murder occurred, they had been out searching the cul-de-sacs for their lost dog.
2: These two neighbors, as they were looking for the dog, suddenly hear gunshots. And then they saw a figure racing to a black Cadillac CTS that had been parked.
1: Was it the shooter? The neighbors couldn't say for sure. But whoever it was, he certainly acted suspiciously once behind the wheel of the car.
2: The lights suddenly came on and the engine revved up really fast and then the lights were turned off and this uh, Cadillac CTS raced out of the neighborhood at an extreme high rate of speed.
1: As soon as the investigators learned of the suspicious vehicle, they relayed that information to Michelle.
2: While well, the police then asked Michelle, do you know anybody who drives a black car? A black sedan and she says oh yes my friend Michael Rodriguez
1: but why would one of Michelle's friends be leaving the scene of her husband's murder was it a coincidence or was it possible that Michelle and Michael
6: were more than friends
2: so the police started asking if she had any affairs or any love interest
6: she said she wasn't having an affair with anyone but then a horrifying thought occurred to Michelle She then gives the detectives a little bit more and says, I did flirt with some people at the office. Michelle worked part time at a local telemarketing firm. And then she tells them Michael is one of the people that she flirts with.
2: Michael Rodriguez was a smooth talking individual who um, had the gift of uh, a silver tongue.
1: And the customers weren't the only people he charmed.
6: He was the guy at EIN that all the ladies liked. He was known as a player. And Michelle admitted that the smooth-talking salesman had made a play for her, too.
4: Michael would say, like, Michelle, your hair looks great today. Michelle, did you get a haircut? Michelle, I'm going to get coffee. Would you like some coffee? Can I get you breakfast? Have you eaten today? Would you like some lunch? He paid attention to her.
1: According to Michelle, she'd played along up to a point, letting Michael take her to lunch or buy her coffee to boost her spirits while Nate was deployed to Iraq.
6: She has a guy who's flirting with her that was fun for her. But she said she'd
1: forgotten all about it once her husband came home. Everyone would say that they thought Michelle and Nathan had
4: a perfect marriage.
1: But what about Michael? Was it possible he'd read more into Michelle's flirting than she intended? And perhaps he didn't find it as easy to let go.
2: The police were immediately interested in wanting to talk to Michael Rodriguez.
1: And once they ran Michael's name through their databases, they wanted to talk to him even more. He's a two-strike felon.
2: He's been in trouble with law since teenage years.
1: He'd done time in prison as an adult,
4: too. He wasn't a Boy Scout and his uh, criminal history reflected the same.
1: And by the morning after the murder, the investigators had identified Michael as a person of interest and started watching his house.
2: They spotted Michael Rodriguez driving a black Cadillac uh, CTS from his home to work.
1: The investigators pulled Michael over And while they brought him in for questioning, they examined his car, too.
2: The police took it to the crime lab in order to be processed.
1: Once back at the station, the investigators asked Michael to account for his whereabouts on December first, and the fast-talking salesman had a ready alibi. He told the homicide detectives that he'd gone shopping after work that evening and bumped into a woman, a woman he just happened to recognize.
2: She happens to be a, a former porn star.
1: And with, don't I know you from somewhere, as a way in, the smooth talker said he'd begun chatting up the attractive blonde.
6: Anybody that knew him, knew him to be uh, charming.
2: He knew how to uh, manipulate people.
6: And that night, according to Michael, he'd manipulated
1: the former adult actress into an impromptu date.
2: They ended up driving over to the airport. They watched the planes land for a while, drinking um, some alcoholic beverages.
1: Then, after the airport, Michael said that they had adjourned to a nearby hotel.
2: He told the police that he took that porn star to the Sunset Station at 10.30 uh, at night, checked into the room, and proceeded to have sex with this porn star that he had just met a couple hours earlier.
1: It was an incredible story, even for Las Vegas. But Michael said he had proof on his phone
2: he made a video of himself having a sexual encounter with this uh, young lady, and he showed that to the detectives.
1: MICHAEL ALSO HAD THE WOMAN'S PHONE NUMBER, WHICH HE SHARED WITH THE INVESTIGATORS.
2: THEY PROCEEDED TO CALL HER. SHE CONFIRMED THAT HE WAS WITH HER ON THAT PARTICULAR NIGHT AND NOWHERE AROUND NATHAN Payette's HOME ON DECEMBER the 1ST AT AROUND 1130.
1: THE INVESTIGATORS' MOST PROMISING LEAD HAD SUDDENLY EVAPORATED. But did that mean their search for the Air Force sergeant's killer had gone bust? Coming up, someone makes a drastic change to their story. She's in over her head. And the investigators hit the
7: jackpot.
2: She just starts spilling the beans.
7: The best way to learn a language, immersion living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Don't waste time on apps that don't work. Babbel's conversation-based teaching prepares you for real-life situations.
1: By December 7th, it had been almost a week since Michelle Payette's husband Nathan was ambushed and murdered in the couple's suburban Las Vegas home.
3: Nathan was rushing to get ready for work, say bye to the kids, bye to my sister, opens his garage, and then he gets shot.
1: Within hours of the shooting, the Las Vegas Metro Police thought they had identified a suspect, an ex-con and coworker of Michelle's named Michael Rodriguez.
6: Michael drives a black Cadillac. There were a number of neighbors in that area who did see a black Cadillac speed out of the neighborhood.
1: However, a search of Michael's car hadn't produced any evidence, and Michael also had an alibi.
2: He told the police that he checked into the room and proceeded to have sex with this porn star that he had just met a couple of hours earlier.
6: And to the detective's surprise, it turned out to be true. She was contacted by law enforcement. She was with Michael during all of those hours and all of the important hours on December 1st of 2010.
1: As a result, the investigation was at a dead end, even as it continued to dominate the local headlines.
2: An Air Force Sergeant getting killed uh, gunned down in front of his house as he's getting ready to go to work is uh, made big news for Las Vegas.
1: And it was about to get even bigger. On the morning of December 7th, after Nate's murder had received days of news coverage, the woman at the center of Michael's alibi unexpectedly got back in touch with the investigators.
2: She's definitely heard the news, and so she started putting two and two together. And what
1: she told the investigators was guaranteed to make headlines too. The actress said she knew Michael through her friend Jessica Austin, who happened to date a friend of Michael's named Corey Hawkins.
2: Michael Rodriguez met Corey Hawkins while both were serving prison sentences.
1: And according to the actress, Jessica had called her a few days before Nathan's murder to ask a favor.
6: Jessica reached out to ask her if she would be an alibi for Michael Rodriguez.
2: Because Michael Rodriguez and Corey Hawkins were going to commit an armed robbery of a heroin dealer.
1: And since the actress thought the supposed victim was a heroin
6: dealer, she hadn't hesitated and she agreed that she would be the alibi for this drug deal
2: gone wrong. Her share of the proceeds for helping out would be $5,000.
1: So according to what the woman told the investigators, rather than spend the evening at the airport with Michael watching planes land, they'd actually gone
6: over to Jessica and Corey's apartment on the evening of December 1st. She was at Corey and Jessica's apartment on December 1st um, in the Green Valley area here in Las Vegas.
1: The actress said that once they arrived, Michael and Corey left to allegedly rob the drug dealer while she and Jessica sat around the apartment waiting.
2: She then proceeds to tell the police that um, at some point around 11.30 or so, Jessica Austin got a call from Corey.
1: And based on what Jessica did next, he had called with a very specific request.
6: Jessica immediately started a fire in the house in their fireplace. And a
1: few minutes later, Michael and Corey had rushed in after completing their so-called
6: robbery. They immediately stripped off their clothes, that they put those clothes in the fire.
1: Then once Michael had gotten dressed, his alibi said they had climbed into his car and rushed to the hotel, with Michael talking the entire drive.
2: She described Michael Rodriguez pounding in her head the alibi that they had just met at Walmart, that they uh, hit it off and that they uh, had sex.
1: Michael's made up story was what the actress had originally told the police. But she now knew that Michael and Corey's claim about robbing
6: a drug dealer was a lie. She had no clue what obviously uh, Michael, Corey, and Jessica were planning to do to Nathan Payette. And she starts to realize that she's in over her head.
2: She gives a full statement and explains exactly what had happened.
6: Michael
1: Rodriguez no longer had an alibi, and the investigators were confident that they had their killer.
6: He is a multiple-time felon. He was a hardened criminal.
1: But what could Michael Rodriguez have hoped to gain from killing Nathan Payette? Hoping for some information, the investigators asked Michelle to come in for another interview. And on December 7th, just hours before Nathan's memorial service at Nellis Air Force Base, His cousin drove Michelle down to the station for the interview.
2: On the drive, she's reminiscing about her relationship, her love for Nathan, the good times that she's had.
1: But then, leaving Nate's cousin waiting in the parking lot, Michelle went inside the station and told the investigators a rather different story. According to Michelle, her marriage to Nate was nowhere near as perfect as everyone assumed.
4: He never cheated on Michelle. He didn't abuse her. Um, But he also didn't pay attention to her. He didn't say, Michelle, you look great today.
6: The things that she complained about were the everyday stressors of any married woman with four small children. Money, lack of affection. And
1: Michelle told the police that feeling neglected, she had turned to Michael. Michael.
6: She tells detectives that, yes, she was involved with Michael Rodriguez, and that the two of them had struck up a sexual relationship.
2: She just starts spilling the beans.
6: Although
1: Michelle said calling what happened with Michael an affair was a stretch. There
4: wasn't a fantastical romance between Michelle Pyatt and Michael Rodriguez. It wasn't that at all. It was like a short tryst in the back seat of Michael's car, and that's
1: it. And according to Michelle, she had no idea he was an ex-con
4: michelle of course didn't know anything about his criminal history she just knew that he was a guy who was paying attention to her and she liked the attention
6: i think that on the surface a woman could see maybe how somebody like michelle payette could be initially drawn to michael rodriguez i mean it's age old women are attracted to the bad boy and michael rodriguez was certainly that
1: however in hindsight She did admit that Michael had taken a
4: curious interest in her husband's military benefits. The conversations went something like this. Hey, Michelle, you know, your husband's in the uh, military. You know, if something happens to him, you make a lot of money from that, don't you? Somewhere in the midst of talking
1: about Nate's military benefits and the fact that she was unhappy in her marriage, Michelle said their conversations had taken a
6: dark turn. She tells them that the two of them had been talking about numerous different ways to kill her husband. It was idle chatter, according to Michelle. At least, that's what
4: she thought it was. She didn't put thought into this fantasy can actually, not even a fantasy, I would hesitate to call it a fantasy. Fantasy or not,
1: Michelle claimed that she had never intended it to come true.
6: Michelle puts all of the blame on Michael Rodriguez. In fact, Michelle
1: said she didn't even know the other players in the murder plot.
4: Michelle had never met Corey Hawkins or Jessica Austin. But did that mean that
1: Michelle was innocent, that she really didn't deserve any blame for her husband's
4: murder? She didn't know if it would actually take place and if it was going to take place. She really did not know how to stop it. And that was really how simple Michelle was.
1: And for the moment, That appeared to satisfy the investigators.
2: The police told her, okay, thank you. You're free to leave.
1: Michelle hesitated.
2: She did not want to face the family because of what this horrible thing that she had done.
1: Eventually, however, she did walk out of the station and into the parking lot where Nate's cousin was still waiting.
2: He was going to take her to the funeral services that were scheduled for that afternoon.
6: At least that was the plan, but things didn't work out that way. When she got outside, she had a complete and total meltdown.
1: Screaming, crying, and making threats to herself.
2: She was making statements that she was suicidal.
1: At that point, the police intervened.
2: She was taken to a uh, psychiatric hospital for evaluation.
1: And later that day, while the therapists were evaluating Michelle, the investigators placed Michael Rodriguez, Corey Hawkins, and jessica austin under arrest for her husband's murder
3: i get a call that they have three people in custody and then uh, but there's one more possible suspect
1: and two days later when michelle was released from the hospital the family learned just who the suspect was
4: we find out it's my sister she was released she was arrested and she was brought to the clark county detention center
1: michelle's family was blindsided by her arrest
3: i know that she didn't know this was gonna happen she loved her husband and she still loves her husband
1: but was that the case was michelle simply a lonely housewife who sought a little excitement with the wrong man or was she the seductive manipulator behind her husband's murder Coming up, the stakes are high when the case goes to court.
2: The state was seeking the death penalty.
6: And chilling new evidence cast doubt on Michelle's claims of innocence. And then she ended that text message with an LOL.
1: By September of 2015, it had been almost five years since Michelle Payette's husband had been murdered in the couple's suburban Las
3: Vegas home. At first, I thought it was robbery right because the houses there are new, everybody has nice cars. I didn't think anything else of it. Like, why would they hurt him? But
1: according to the Las Vegas Metro Police and the Clark County DA's office, the murder was actually the result of a conspiracy.
2: We have four individuals. They all are pointing the finger at each other and giving statements implicating each other.
1: There was the alleged shooter, a 36-year-old ex-con named
6: Michael Rodriguez. Michael Rodriguez is a hardened criminal. If you needed somebody to help you orchestrate a murder, Michael Rodriguez is your guy.
1: Michael's fellow ex-con and alleged accomplice, Corey Hawkins, was also charged with the murder.
6: Corey Hawkins is, of course,
2: the muscle. It's the state's belief that he hooked up with Michael to get a cut from the money that Michael was going to get.
1: Corey's girlfriend, Jessica Austin, faced conspiracy charges for destroying evidence and helping to arrange the alibi for Michael and her boyfriend.
2: Jessica went along with it because Jessica was the type of person that was easily manipulated.
1: And finally, there was Nathan's wife, Michelle Pyatt. The 33-year-old mother of four faced murder charges for her role in the conspiracy.
6: I always felt that Michelle Payette was the most culpable person in this case.
2: She was carrying on an affair with Michael Rodriguez.
6: Questioned by the police, she
1: had also admitted to being dissatisfied with her marriage, as well as admitting she discussed killing Nathan with Michael, Discussions she had tried to portray as mere fantasy.
6: She tries to distance herself, say that she actually didn't want this to happen. She tries to say that she tried to stop it from happening. But the investigators hadn't
1: believed her, and neither
6: did the prosecutors. She is the person who told Michael Rodriguez that she had close to $650,000 in life insurance policies for her husband.
2: He took the full hook, line, and sinker. Once he knew how much uh, money Nathan Payette's life was worth, he was gained.
6: This girl knew exactly what she was doing from the minute that she met Michael Rodriguez. However, while the prosecutors
1: were convinced that Michelle was the key player in the murder conspiracy, could they convince a jury?
4: Michelle had absolutely no criminal history. She had no criminal past.
3: The only thing that she has on her record was a ticket when she just had her driver's permit.
1: And she didn't exactly look like a criminal mastermind either.
6: She looks very small, very meek. She looks vulnerable. So when
1: it came to putting the conspirators on trial, the prosecutors opted to take the path of least resistance.
2: The judge correctly ruled that we should have four separate trials. And so the first trial to go was Michael Rodriguez.
1: And when Michael's trial got underway on September 21st, the ex-con didn't just face the prospect of going back to prison.
2: The state was seeking uh, the death penalty on Michael Rodriguez.
6: Michael was the person
2: who pulled the trigger and killed her husband.
1: Granted, The plot to kill Nathan and collect more than a half million in military death benefits did start with Michelle.
2: She was just basically motivated by money.
1: But the prosecution claimed that it was meeting Michael that had really set Michelle's
2: plan in motion. If you want one word to describe Michael Rodriguez is, quite frankly, he's a scoundrel. This guy was going to be the perfect person
6: to help her execute the plan of killing her husband. And the
1: prosecutors claimed that the attractive young woman had no trouble recruiting michael
6: sex was the big hook they would leave the office together she would perform oral sex on him in parking lots but according to the prosecutors it was the money
2: that
1: sealed the deal
6: but for michelle payette michael rodriguez never knows about the financial windfall that would come from potentially killing nathan and the prosecutors
1: knew that because they'd heard it directly from michael
2: michael rodriguez after he got arrested confesses to his involvement
1: and as part of his confession michael said that michelle promised to pay him $150,000 for the murder
2: he said he was motivated by the uh, the money that he was going to get
1: and once michael was on board he and michelle began talking about ways to get rid of her husband and this is something that had been planned for months between he and michelle But it was on December 1st of 2010, after arranging an alibi and recruiting Corey Hawkins, that Michael and Michelle went through
6: with their plans.
2: The original plan was to have her husband kidnapped.
6: They would then take him out to the desert, kill him, and then they would leave his body to rot. And to
1: back up Michael's statement, the prosecutors had additional evidence they said proved that Michelle and Michael had cooperated
6: to lay a trap for her husband. There were a number of text messages immediately before her husband was murdered.
2: This is just minutes before uh, her husband leaves to go to work.
6: She then started text messaging with Michael to let him know that her husband was late but that he would be leaving the house momentarily. A message sent at 11.24 p.m. when, according to the prosecutors,
1: Michael and Corey were already waiting outside the house, ready to ambush Nate.
6: She ended that text message with an LOL.
1: And moments later, when Nate had opened the garage door, Michael and Corey were waiting to abduct him at gunpoint.
2: He was told to sit down or hold his hands up. They thought that he would surrender.
1: But the plan had immediately gone awry.
2: Nathan ran back into the house where he wanted to protect his family. He is not somebody that, you know, gives up easy. He wasn't going to go down without a fight. The moment he started racing back to the house, gunfire erupted.
1: And he died without knowing just how badly Michelle had betrayed
2: him. The person that he was going back into the house to try to protect was the one who set him up.
1: When it was their turn, Michael's defense didn't deny that he'd been there the night Michelle's husband was killed.
2: The defense for Michael was really focused more on fighting the death penalty.
1: And in order to do that,
6: they tried to shift the blame. He tries to put most of the blame on Corey, that Corey Hawkins is the person that uses the gun to actually kill Nathan. But would it matter to the jury exactly whose finger was on the trigger?
2: Under the law, if both co-conspirators are principals of the crime, that they're both active, uh, involved in seeing or pursuing a particular crime, regardless of who the shooter is, both are legally equally liable for that death.
1: On September 25th, the jury announced the verdict.
2: It did not take this jury very long to convict Michael Rodriguez.
1: But before the jury reconvened to decide Michael's sentence, it would be Michelle's turn in court.
3: She was telling me, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight.
1: And the fight could cost Michelle her life.
6: Death was absolutely on the table for Michelle Payette.
1: Coming up, Michelle has her day in court.
6: The defense certainly tried to paint her as shocked
1: and surprised. But will the court really condemn the mother of four
4: to death? give her the possibility to get out and reunite with her children at some point in her life.
1: On October 1st, 2015, four years and 10 months after her husband had been shot dead in their Las Vegas garage, 33-year-old Michelle Pyatt stood in a Clark County, Nevada court, accused of orchestrating his murder.
6: There was only one person who could have gotten the ball rolling. The man
1: charged with actually shooting her husband, 36-year-old Michael Rodriguez, had been found guilty a week earlier.
6: He had been convicted of first-degree murder.
1: And while his sentence had yet to be decided, he faced the
6: death penalty. The death penalty was absolutely in play in this case. Which may explain why, just days before her case was scheduled to go to trial,
1: her attorney approached the prosecutors with an offer.
2: If we agree to withdraw the death penalty, um, she was willing to plead guilty.
1: And on October 1st, a sobbing and emotional Michelle did just that.
7: I made a huge mistake. I am a really bad choice. And I'm so sorry.
4: Michelle pled guilty because she feels responsible for Nathan's death. Michelle's sudden plea caught her
1: family entirely by surprise.
3: I really thought she was going to fight. And then next thing you know, she's not going to fight.
1: According to her attorney,
4: Michelle had no choice but to make a deal. We knew Michelle Pye was going to be found guilty of first degree murder.
1: Although at her sentencing in March of 2016, Michelle still tried to portray the murder as nothing more than a fantasy on
6: her part. The defense certainly tried to paint her as shocked and surprised when it did happen.
1: Would her fantasy scenario be enough to earn her a shot at
4: parole? Give her the possibility to get out and reunite with her children at some point in her life.
1: Or would the fact that she'd murdered her children's father sway the judge?
4: So ultimately, the judge gave Michelle life without the possibility for all. Michelle
6: Payette living the rest of her life in custody is as much justice as you can get for a case like this. Michelle's family disagrees.
3: I honestly believe that she's innocent. She was talking to Michael Rodriguez. But that doesn't make her a killer.
1: And Michelle's attorney is convinced that Michelle's sentence was a miscarriage of justice.
4: I was shocked with the outcome. I think our prison systems are too full already to have Michelle in prison for the rest of her life.
1: Because no matter how satisfying it might be for Nate's family, putting Michelle in prison for life won't bring him back. You can't put a value on
4: human's life. What was Nathan Pyatt's life
1: worth? Though some would argue that Michelle knew precisely how much her
6: husband's life was worth. She wanted to be free. She wanted her kids and the $650,000.
2: The thought of losing Nathan, her decent, honest, hardworking husband, didn't really seem to matter.
0: Michael Rodriguez was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Corey Hawkins was also sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. Jessica Austin pleaded guilty to felony conspiracy to commit murder. Relatives in Guam are raising Nathan and Michelle's children.